The biggest mistakes are that people do things after the fact, like when it's too late. You know, they'll come to us in January and say, oh man, I just, just look kind of finally took a look at my financial situation. I made a lot of money last year. What can I do to, it's like, there's a couple of things we can do after the end of the year, but we should have been talking earlier. This is The Playbook. I'm going to talk some math today and money. I have the incredible CFO of 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, Gary Milkwick. Welcome to The Playbook. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Amazing. I love it. It's amazing that there's still people that have new business in accounting. In, in accounting. You know, the evolution of technology obviously has its impact, but talk about something just like death that's always there. Yeah. You know, taxes are always there. Uh, you know, balance sheets are always there. P, P and L's are always there. And you would think that there would be no business in account in accountancy that isn't covered by some software or some conglomerate or roll up in the CPA space or accounting or bookkeeping space. Right. What is it about a hundred one eight hundred accountant that creates a new opportunity and better value, served better, and served to the many. Yeah, so yeah, like you said, it was not easy uh, coming up with an, a new twist on account. Because I mean, we, we started many years ago. There's a lot of people trying to do the re remote model now. So that that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to take uh, world-class service. Uh, me and, and the founders, uh, we worked at PricewaterhouseCoopers. So we were used to providing services, you know, massive corporations. Uh, which, you know, it, it, providing some value, but we wanted to, pr to provide that same service to brand new uh, business owners. So it was, how do we do it at scale? How do we do it? You know, my dad owns a, an accounting firm or he just sold it recently, but you know. And the big roll up going on, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. But he, you know, these are clients that he wouldn't want to take on because it's like, you know, I'd rather have a handful of really big clients uh, rather than a bunch of people who are just starting out and may or may not pay me. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of work. Their businesses are might fail. Um, and so we said, how are we going to, uh, you know, take these millions and millions of small business owners and provide great service to them? Uh, and it's awesome because you're really helping them. Unlike if I'm working for, you know, if I'm an auditor at Microsoft or somewhere, I'm I'm not providing much value there. But if I'm providing tax advice to somebody and I save them $20,000 in taxes and that helps them go out and make an investment. And I mean, it, that's happened, you know? And so it's, it, it really is helping people. Um, and then to your other point, uh, we, we decided really early on to go remote because we knew, all right, we can't scale this thing, you know, to hundreds of accountants in an office building in, in New York or Phoenix or, or wherever we had our offices at the time. We're going to have to, figure out a way to do it remote. So we started working on the remote model years ago. And so when COVID hit, it just like, we were, we were already set, you know? So now everybody's trying to do the, the remote accounting thing. And, and but, but we've got a huge head start, which is, which is cool. You know, I find interesting in all business and in all industry is that those people that were preparing for what was an obvious future yeah. benefited because all COVID did was accelerate the, the learning curve and the time curve. That's right. Because a lot of things like accountancy, you've already, you already saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. That you had a two-sided marketplace where you could aggregate accountants all over the place remotely and provide services remotely because of the security that was available now, the That's latency right. of, of the network, the ability 
with, you know, just simple things like Excel to share information. Yeah. All of these things were already there. Right. Um, and right. you guys had the vision to do that. How difficult was it though, you know, even though it was obvious to me to get buy-in before COVID that, you know, it wasn't going to be decades, let alone yeah. a century before people would feel confident in doing that. Yeah. I mean, we, we did a lot of testing and, and before COVID, when we were trying to sell to a new client, that was always the first objection, right? I'd rather have somebody can sit down and meet face to face. And and it was tough, you know, but the fact that there was already online banking and other industries where people had gotten used mortgages. to mortgages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, you know, you didn't have to walk into a, a branch of a bank to take out a mortgage. So they were already kind of starting that. I think accounting was even a little bit tougher for some people to move towards, you know, uh, doing completely remotely. I mean, we haven't met, you know, 98% of our clients in person, you know, and we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of clients. So, you know, it, it's, it, it did take a while, but you know, now we never get that objection ever. No yeah. one ever says, Oh, I'd rather meet my account in person, you know? And, and our, our response was, why would you rather go and sit in an office and wait? And, you know, like we, we can work at your schedule if, if, you know, if it's remote. Yeah. For me, the mortgage industry, once I started giving that information, uh huh. It basically was everything my accountant was preparing for me anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, it just made really good sense for me. I never had any objection to it. Now, to that matter, let's shift the perspective of the business owner like myself. Uh huh. I am still amazed today of how screwed up my accountant is and my accounting. <laughs> right. It, yeah. And, it, and it, part of it's because. I'm still using a traditional model instead of the collaborative model where 1-800-ACCOUNTANT not only has people helping you, but they're collaborating because something comes with mass business, better right. enlightenment and awareness, and it's shared through your system. So as right. people are seeing different things, it's like, oh, well, we got you know 10,000 companies like yours, Dave. Yeah. Unlike yeah. my local guy or, you know, I have a accountant, I have a CPA, I have a tax attorney, but I have an accountant, a day to day kind of bookkeeping accountant. Right. And bad data in, bad data out. You facilitate all the different levels, but you aggregate such situational knowledge yeah. that my guy would have to live a hundred lifetimes to know what you guys know. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing we did. So we try to leverage technology as much as possible. We've been working on our platform for a decade now, you know, so that thing, uh, you know, I remember the first time we got rid of emails because we said, okay, clients, you can't send us emails with social security numbers and stuff. Like our accountants weren't saying that stuff out, but as much as we would tell clients, hey, you can't email us stuff. You don't email me a W-2. If somebody gets that, your identity's stolen. You know? Right, right, right. Um, so we eliminated emails and, and clients only send stuff through our portal now. You know, so there were things like that that people had to get used to. But once they did, they're like, okay, I see, I see the value. And so as we added more and more technology, we can keep our prices down despite the fact that costs are going up. You know, I think most accounting firms have probably raised their prices quite a bit in the past few years. You know, we, we have not, you know, so it's continuing to leverage technology so that one accountant can, uh, you know, do the talking to the client, explaining and helping. But the services, much of it's done by by robots. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. what the robots are coming to take over. No, the robots aren't coming to take over because you're always going to want to talk to somebody. The, the robot's not going to be able to explain to you, uh, you know, how things work or, or, or different strategies and really fully do that. Maybe maybe in 50 years. But for now, the human helps interpret what's going on in the background, you know. Yeah. And also the human can ask for help. 
That's right. Right. And you have a lot more people to ask for help from when there may be a question or a circumstance That's right. that that individual had never seen before to instantaneously have an aggregate of knowledge, not just technology knowledge, which you guys have a database of, I'm sure, enormous questions and answers that are yeah, uh, yeah. updated daily. So you have real time changes that occur as well, which is part of the problem with the traditional CPA yeah. is, you know, they take their continuing education course but they don't have access to the right. up-to-date information that you do. What are some of the common mistakes? Since you have so many clients, what are some of the common mistakes of small to mid-sized businesses <clears throat> that you see that really cost a lot of money that gives a strong ROI to yeah. 1-800-ACCOUNTANT? The, the biggest mistakes are that people do things after the fact, like when it's too late. You know, right. They'll come to us and say, you know, they'll come to us in January and say, oh, man, I just just look kind of finally took a look at my financial situation. I made a lot of money last year. What can I do to it's like there's a couple of things we can do after the end of the year. But we should have been talking earlier. You know, when we were reaching out to you to, to set an appointment to talk, we, that's when we should have talked. Um, so it's plant like proactive planning throughout the year. I, I think that's really the, and the what core. kind of services do you guys have for that kind of preparation side of it, because. For example, we went down to our accountant, you know, at the end of the year for uh -huh. next year. Right. And I have to admit, I felt like the conversation was inadequate. Yeah. Right. It was like, well, I'll check this out. Or I'll check. I still it's what, almost April now. and I still haven't heard back. Yeah. And yeah. I met in December. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you want to have regular meetings with, with your accountant. You know, I we, we try to talk to our clients at least quarterly. Now, obviously, if they don't want to meet quarterly, they don't have to. Uh, but with our consulting uh, service, it's it's quarterly. We want to talk to you to make sure we understand, you know. And it's it's kind of a, a, a you know check to the clients. Like, look, we need we're we're here. Come come use us, you know. Uh, and, and what different services do you provide now? And kind of what what's the pricing model? Is it traditional or are there different variances like a SaaS model? Yeah, it's it's a mixture of both. Um, so you know, our our, our core consulting is. Our consulting service is kind of the the glue that holds everything else together and, and provides the real value. Then we actually we obviously and how's have, that charge like a traditional consultant? It's generally with with most of our small business owners, unless they're a really big business, it's like a flat thousand bucks a year. Or, so it's or flat rate. Bucks. Yeah, it's flat rate. Yeah, you can call okay. us as many you times. Don't tell as you me how want. much unless you want to. But yeah, I'm no, more on the, no, the modeling. Yeah, no, that's it's fine. I, I, yeah. We're completely transparent about it because it's, you know if you do go to your landing page. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. If you. Um, Go to your accountant and ask, you know, let's say you check in here, there. Oh, I'm going to charge you 250 bucks for this question you asked me in this little meeting we had. I'm going to charge you, you know, this like took an lawyer. hour of research time. Yeah. So you, you get nickel and dimed and you look at the end of the year and it was like, oh, man, like, you know, yeah, I just lost everything they saved me for. Yeah. I just paid four thousand dollars over the course of the year. Where, whereas if it's a flat rate, you know, you don't feel like you're, oh, I don't want to pick up my phone because he's going to charge me 250 bucks. You know, right. It. it I think actually encourages more, uh, you know, interaction. Very cool. And then do you do accounting services? Yeah. So we have tax preparation, business and personal, and then bookkeeping and payroll. Those are our core services. We have other things like if clients I'm need to I'm curious on things. the bookkeeping side because a lot of them, that's a big critical business issue for a small business. Uh-huh. Uh, it's been one for me as I probably am involved in more businesses and the people that I coach. Right. And I try to give them the best advice on bookkeeping because- you know, human nature is not to check things every day. Yeah. And so how do you facilitate, you know, being on top of the bank accounts and credit cards, which are the two biggest critical business issues for a small business? Yeah. That their accountant 
oh, sorry, you know, I just didn't see that for two weeks. That's right. Yeah, we, you know, we use technology for that, you know, so we built our own bookkeeping products. So it's in our platform. Uh, clients can go in there, they hook up their bank accounts and credit card accounts. So it's just every single day, it's like putting the new uh, transactions and then in there. And their P&L, their balance mm-hmm. sheet. Yeah, we have- up to date in real time. Exactly. We have AI that will go through and say, okay, most people who have a purchase at Walmart for $53, that's usually office supplies or you know something like that. So our, our AI takes all of the millions and millions of transactions that we have in the database and suggests categorization. So they don't even have to really worry you know, about that. Uh, what about payroll account payable and account receivable uh help do you guys give help and yeah if so what yeah. direction do you give help well payroll you know is is crucial for for small business owners so we we obviously do that um it, it's uh you know it's all built into the platform as well so we try to utilize technology to you know if they're they're set on a set salary they don't have to do anything just automatically happens every month um, and receivables and payables, we don't actually do the payments, uh, yeah. but but we have plugins with with different technology products that, that we recommend to people. Oh, very cool. And then as far as scaling this business now, everything's been accelerated. Right. And that sometimes could be a huge challenge for a company yeah. uh, when you have the right service or solution at the right time. What are some of the challenges that you know, you had great business, but I'm sure there's some challenges, especially maybe on the talent side. Yeah, yeah. It, well, that that was one of the main reasons we went to a remote model because it was like we we at that point in time when we went remote, we had an office in New York, we had an office in Phoenix, we had you know gotten to the point where we'd almost filled up both of those offices, and it was like getting more and more difficult to find qualified people. And it's like, look, we can't just keep. Or you're going to go to next, you know, now we're going to go to Miami and open an office and fill it up and then have trouble finding people. And it was like, no, we got to figure out a way to do this remotely. Um, and so that had, that allowed us to be like, okay, you know, the first remote people we found were probably really overqualified for our types of clients. Right. But they were in situations, oh, I live in Des Moines because my spouse had something else and there aren't great options for me here or, you know, or wherever it happened to be. And so it was like, yeah, I'd love, or, or I have, I'm a stay at home parent. I would love to have the opportunity to work, you know, when my kids take a nap, um, you know, so stuff like that. We're like, that's the way we can get people in. Or just freedom of when to work when my kids Absolutely. go to sleep, especially uh, with, you know, our own healthcare system and what's happening. It's difficult for parents to have employment like this basic that, you know, yeah. skills that are necessary to be an accountant. And I'm sure there's tons of accountants and CPAs that we're dying for the freedom yeah. that 1-800-ACCOUNTANT provides. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's, it's everybody's going more that direction now, but I feel like we just started so early um, that it gave us a, a head start on, on getting people into the system. And where do you see it going, right? Like, I love, we've accelerated through the Zooms of the world, the 1-800-ACCOUNTS of the world, the DoorDashes of the world. We also have seen as companies like Uber have hit chasm. Yeah. Uh, and where, you know, the marketplace itself, especially in America, always loves to complicate things by yeah. either providing <laughs> obstruction, speed bumps, or right. competition. Where do you see in the future for 1-800-ACCOUNTANT? Yeah, I mean, our goal is to get in front of every single small business incorporated now. And how many up. do you know in America? Uh, there's millions. There's more than here. ever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, anytime, you know, in 2008 when the real estate crashed and we had the financial meltdown. Don't remind me. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. I had a personal financial <laughs> meltdown. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've I think some... people think my name is Meltzer because of that meltdown. <laughs> I got Meltzered. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it, I think just about everybody did. But you know, it's, it, it did create a lot of brand new business owners, and and some of our clients that that we picked up in that time are doing amazingly well. You know, so uh, you know sometimes those challenges result in something much better that would not that you may not have taken the steps to do. So it's the same thing with COVID. You know, a lot of people lost their jobs. And we've got a lot of clients who started their businesses and are now wildly successful. And it's like, man, COVID was the best thing that ever happened to me. At the time, it seemed horrible, but looking back, man, great result. So yeah, it, it, it definitely, and with a gig economy too, just the changing people, people want more flexibility and freedom to work when and where they want, you know? So yeah, I, I, I see new business owners continuing to increase every year significantly. Last question, you know, to have a successful business, you need to provide value. I think you've articulated that quantitative value exceptionally well. You have to serve it well yeah. in order to get to where you are today, which is to serve it to the many. Right. But it's much more difficult when you're serving to many to serve that same value well. Yes. Um, and you guys are very interactive. You encourage interactive behavior between you and your clients. You know, what type of value are you serving well, even though you're serving to the masses? What are some of the things you're doing? You know, because I'll use Amazon as an example. Yeah. They're not the best of serving well when they started to serve to the, master, to yeah. the masses. Yeah. Right. I've worked with them for years. Yeah. But it dissipated the value of Amazon because they couldn't serve me well because they were serving billions of people. Right. For right. you, what are some of the things that you're doing because you're growing so fast and so big? To continue, because the word on the street is you guys serve well. Yeah. Just like some of the Starbucks or Nordstrom's known for serving people well. Right. So are you. What are some of the things that you're doing to do that? We are constantly tweaking, you know, tweaking the, the model, uh, making changes. Because we know we're not the best. We're, we're, we're a lot better than we were a year ago and way better than we were five years ago. But we got a long way to go and we'll keep doing it. And we go to work every day. How can we make ourselves a little bit better today? How do we do a little bit? How do we make it where we can scale even larger? You know, what processes and controls do we need to put in place so that we can effectively provide service to millions of small business owners? You know, that's, you know, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy with accounting where, where so many people have such different situations. But, you know, we're, we're closer now than we've ever been, which is super exciting. Well, Gary, you're in the right room because here at Entrepreneurs, the playbook, we call this room. I know it looks like a football field, but it's, it, not for the Rams, but for everyone else that plays here. This is the room for improvement. Yeah. Uh, so uh, 1-800-ACCOUNTANT-CFO Gary Milkwick joining me, David Meltzer, here in the room of improvement with Entrepreneurs, the playbook.